Brethren, today I want to talk to you about responsibility, and more specifically, taking responsibility. There are many different types of responsibilities, both spiritual and physical, that we have to be responsible over our lifetime. With the understanding that we have, that special understanding that we have, what is our responsibility today? Since Adam and Eve and the two trees of the Garden of Eden, Satan had a very tight grip on all of us and on this world today, as we see it all around us. Over time, in this world we live in today, there is a less and less accountability for all our actions. I'm talking about us two brethren personally, each one of us in this case. If we don't follow God's teachings, we are enmity against God, which is, as we all know, our carnal mind. Everyone sins. No ands, ifs, or buts. We all know that. Do not think that we can go through life with God's calling, that special calling that God gave us, and not be accountable for anything. So, brethren, let me ask this question. What is your responsibility? What is your personal responsibility for the understanding that you have? and the understanding that you are gaining in our process of conversion. Not knowledge, but true understanding which only God can give to us. A lot of so-called religious people can quote the Bible left and right, but do not have true understanding. God did not choose them, brethren, God did not choose those people. He chose us, you and I, to have that understanding now, today, in our present world. We know that Christ is coming quickly, without warning, as a thief in the night. So what are you, what am I, doing in preparation of the understanding that we have gained? thus far. Remember the parable about the talents, the ten talents that you can read in Luke 19, 12 to 26. We won't go there and read that, we just for lack of time. But servants were given money at that time, and they were supposed to do something with that money that they received. Christ equates money to overcoming in this world. Overcoming with knowledge and with that knowledge, understanding. Some get more, some get less. God gives to each person that he calls differently according to his will, predestined for the job he sets before us. Are you growing in grace, knowledge, and understanding. Are you asking for more? Am I asking for more? 
all questions we ask on a personal basis, brethren. This is a personal question we must ask ourselves. Are we developing the understanding that God has given us in a right way? Are we utilizing to our maximum ability the ability that we have been given? First of all, being chosen by God and using our understanding to the utmost in our conversion process. Are we continually praying for more understanding so that we are worthy to be part of God's plan? Part of God's plan that he has set us aside for, for his return. All questions we must ask ourselves on a personal note. Remember that the seed that fell on the ground, the good seed that fell on the ground, and the seed that fell on bad ground? Which are we, brethren? Which seed are we? We are responsible for the information that God gives us through his chosen apostles, proving all things that we have been taught using a godly spirit which has been given to us. Not a worldly spirit, not a carnal spirit or mind, but a godly spirit. To grow, we can be part of God's family because that is the ultimate, the ultimate goal that we are all striving for. Brethren, we are responsible for our own salvation. We cannot and must not think someone else will get us there. We must utilize the information we have so that we can grow in grace and knowledge. We are responsible for our own salvation, and we must realize that, brethren. What is God's responsibility? Many people don't ask that question. God does have a responsibility as, as well. And why? Let's turn to Deuteronomy 7, verses 6 to 9. Deuteronomy 7, verse 6 to 9. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a special people to himself above all people that are on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor chose you because you were more in number than any people, for you were of the fewest of the people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Verse 9. Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, a faithful God, who keeps the covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. He chose us, brethren, here today as his chosen people from Israel, and he keeps his promises. God will never forsake us. He is there for us. Let's turn to back to Deuteronomy 4. Deuteronomy 4, beginning verse 30. Deuteronomy 4, verse 30. For when you are in trouble, 
And when all these things have come upon you in the latter days, then you shall return to the Lord your God and shall be obedient to his voice. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not forsake you. He will not destroy you, nor forget the covenant of the fathers, which he swore to them. If you look through the whole Bible, brethren, it is, I will be here for you if you do this. God will be here for us if we do our part. I will bless you if you do this. There is a stipulation that God sets before us. God gives us information that we need to have. He gives us the Holy Spirit and tells us what we are to use it for and how we are to use it. Turn from sin and keep God's statutes and what is lawful, and you will live and not die. Let's turn to Ezekiel 18, verse 21. But the wicked will turn from all sins which he has committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right. He shall surely live. He shall not die. Let me read that again. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins, which he has committed, and keep all the statutes and do what is lawful and right, he shall surely live, shall not die. A promise made to those that keep God's laws and commandments. If you look through the whole Bible, it is, I will be here for you if you do this. Remember the example of Paul. Paul went through a lot. God shows him he was an absolute sinner. He crucified people, and suddenly God turned him around. So it is not impossible for us to grow. We need to be aware of these things, brethren, and make use of the examples that have been given to us. Now that's how we need to live our lives. God will judge us according to our ways. So we must repent. Verse 30, Ezekiel 18, verse 30. Thus I will judge you, O house of Israel, each one of you according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions so that iniquity will not be your ruin. God judges us according to our ways, how we live today, spiritually and physically. How are we utilizing the information that we have before us? It is our responsibility to remember these things. It is our responsibility to uphold what God has given us today. And remember that he has blessed us, chosen us to know and to understand. Not everyone is given this understanding. It has been given to us, brethren. It has been blessed and given to us. Another thing we need to know is God does not lie. He says he will never forsake us. God does not lie. He's always there for us if we look to him. He proves his responsibility and loves us by keeping all that he has promised us. 
To prove this point, what he promised, read about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and David. You can read these examples in the scriptures. God is always there for us, no matter what. The promises that he kept is why we're here today and where we have the opportunity to go. He gave us understanding of his words and his great plan. So we don't have to go through the terrible times and worry. God is there for us. We know that Christ will return. God has a plan in place. Revelation is unfolding before our eyes, and we see it in world events today. We see it in the church, separation that we experienced, many of us, in our church history. We see it in Europe coming together. We see it in government, the people in power. There was no way they would even come to power, but they are in power today. God has allowed them to come to power. Part of the plan of God. Look at our economy. Look at things that are going on around us. The terrible things that Satan has bestowed upon mankind. We are to be ready, brethren. You, I, we are to be ready to study and to be prepared, grow in grace and knowledge. That is what we're supposed to do, so we can be part of God's family. Christ died, so we can go directly to God for forgiveness of our sins, so that we may live into that future kingdom of God, if we do our part, if we take the responsibility for the knowledge and the understanding that God has given to us. We know from John 3.16 that God gave us. Let's turn to John 3.16. John 3.16, you know this verse by heart, but it's the crux of what God has done for us. For God so loved the world, God loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son so that Whoever believes in him may not perish, but may have everlasting life. Brethren, we can have everlasting life. That's God's promise to us. And what are we doing with the information that we have before us? It is God's responsibility to follow through with his promise. God has a responsibility the same as we do. Our responsibility is also to those around us. Deuteronomy 6, verse 1. Deuteronomy 6, verse 1. Deuteronomy 6, verse 1. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord our God commanded to you teach you so that you might do them in the land where you go to possess it. Brethren, we are being taught. You didn't wake up one morning and say, I know it, I've got it, no problem. I've got this all under control. Latter part of verse 1. What land are we crossing to possess? 
What knowledge are we being held accountable for? We must be taught and we must remember what we have been taught. Verse 2, that you might fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your son's son, all the days of your life, since so your days may be prolonged. What are we supposed to do to get there, brethren? What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to keep statutes and the commandments. And what are they? They are clearly shown and explained in the Bible, in the Word of God. And they are very simple, brethren, as we all know. We are not only to be taught, but we are to keep. Act on the commandments. Keep the commandments of God. Verse 7, And you shall diligently teach them to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. We are to be taught. And what are we supposed to do with it? Sit on it? No. Wait on till Christ comes? No. And then maybe say, I'll jump on the bandwagon when we know things are getting bad. We know that is not the way we should be acting, and our attitude is not right. My parents were in the church in 1971. They took the time to teach all of us, all six boys in the family. And now we are responsible to teach our children the same. We are to be the examples to them. and That's what God wants us to be. Examples. And brethren, looking back now in my church past, how many, how many are still there in the church of God that you have been exposed to over the history of being in the church? Very few. Very few. And sometimes almost none that you can remember. It is unfortunate, but God willing, that initial seed that was planted will once again rejuvenate, germinate, and they will come back to God. We can always pray for that. Verse 8, And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. What is that? You're working? What you do, you do diligently, 100%. God did everything 100% in creating this earth. So we will also strive to do 100%. Godly characteristic that we must have to be committed and to do everything 100% according to the word of God. Frontlets as it refers to. So what is that? We are supposed to remember in everything we do, with everyone we speak with, every conversation that we have, we're supposed to remember God. What he taught us, what he has allowed us to understand. Brethren, we are to be example of God's way of life. Not a stumbling block and a bad example, but by following the fruits of the Spirit, Following the fruits of the Spirit, 
in our journey with God the Father at the top and Jesus Christ's right hand. God wants us to be part of his family with many promises, as we all know. We have a responsibility to grow in grace and knowledge, wisdom and understanding. Solomon talks about wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Let's go to Proverbs 1, verse 7. Proverbs 1, verse 7. To the fear of the Lord, we've read this many times, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. How do you fear God? First, you must prove that God is real. If we don't prove he's real... Why are we sitting here, brethren? Why are we sitting here if God is not real? We know God is real. There is no need for true Christianity if there is no God. As we read in Deuteronomy, we are responsible for passing on what we have learned from God's chosen apostles, proving all things using God's inspired words from the Bible. That's what we're supposed to do, to prove all things. How do we prove them? Using the word of God as our source to prove it. It is not hidden. It is not a secret. We are to be held accountable and responsible for our actions, our personal actions, or our lack of actions. We are accountable for that. As the parable of the pounds revealed, our understanding can be taken away from us if we allow ourselves to be be misled, pardon me, and not grow in what we have been given, in what we have been taught. Remember the pounds that were given to the two servants. They utilized those pounds. They utilized the resources that they had. They grew the money for their master. But the one who buried it in the dirt, put it in the handkerchief, what happened? He came back and said, you are basically a very slothful person. You didn't want to grow in knowledge and understanding. You had That person did not want to grow with the amount of pounds that he got. He did not want to grow. He did not want to improve his wealth. He did not act on the opportunity that was given to him. God wants us to improve to be part of his family, the family of God. We must be proactive, brethren, to utilize the understanding. We have to pray, pray even more, so that we can grow and have more understanding. Who was given more and why? Who was given more on the servants and why? Well, the reason they were given more, the two servants, was because they utilized what was given them. And they grew, and their profits grew, and their wealth grew. But they had to act on it. 
That's what happens with the pounds. And that's what happens with God's Holy Spirit as well. We have to act on God's word. We have to act on what we have been taught using the Spirit of God to guide us and direct us, to stir that Spirit up and act on what we know and act on what we have been taught. Revelation 3, verse 11. And behold, I come quickly, hold fast that that which you have, so no one will take away your crown. Brethren, we are guaranteed a crown, a spot in God's kingdom. We are guaranteed that if we do as he says, follow his laws, his statutes, and his commandments. Galatians 5, verse 22. Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faith. Meekness, self-control, against such things there is no law, but those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and lusts. If we live by the Spirit, brethren, we should also be walking by the Spirit. We have to act, stir the Spirit up. We should not become vainglorious, provoking one another and envying one another. Because the fruits of the Spirit is God's Spirit, we know it is perfect. There's no gray area with that. If we follow this, that's a godly spirit, and that's what we need to do. Ask for God's Spirit so that we can grow more, develop the character and mindset of Jesus Christ and God the Father. When it comes to salvation and taking part in God's intended family plans, It is up to us to take full responsibility, unwavering responsibility. Again, our salvation is not up to someone else, brethren. It is up to us, and we must utilize what we have been given. The information that we have been given and the information that we can use and strengthen and be strengthened by God's Spirit and through God himself. Romans 14. Romans 14. Verse 12. So then each one of us shall give account of himself to God. We are held accountable, brethren. We will be judged, God says. What did you do with the ten pounds that you received? What did you do with the Holy Spirit that you received? I gave you. God will be holding us accountable. Did we grow with what we received? Or did we just sit on it, have an attitude at the same time about it, and have the attitude of catching the train the next time it comes around? It doesn't work that way, brethren. Assess the situation. Anything that happens in our lives... Anything that happens, and many things do happen in our lives, both physically and spiritually. Assess the situation. Apply what we have learned in using the understanding that God has given us through his word. That is a must, brethren. That is a must. 
As Solomon said, there is nothing new under the sun. Everything we need is found in the scriptures, brethren. The holy word of God. The holy Bible. Revelation 22, verse 19. Revelation 22, verse 19. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life and from the holy city and from the things that are written in the book. What is written? His laws, his statutes, his commandments, the way we are to live, brethren. If we forget these things, if we take them out and change anything, when we talk to one another, if we change anything in the teaching, if we change anything being bad examples to others, we are not utilizing what we have been given and what we have learned. We cannot compromise, brethren. We cannot compromise. This can be life or death. Our lives depend on what we do. And we know and we know that we have to apply it to our daily lives. We have to apply it, or we will basically be erased from the book of life. Revelation 20, Revelation 20, verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the things written in the books according to their works. Will our name be in the book of life? Will our name be in the book of life? It means we can have a crown, brethren, and be part of God's family and the upcoming kingdom of God. Latter part of verse 12, judged by their works. Judged by their works. That applies to you. That applies to me. Not sitting back waiting for something to happen. They were judged by what they knew and how they utilized what they knew into action. Just like the 10 pounds or the 5 pounds or the 1 pound given to the servants. We need to utilize with what we have been given. Everything I've spoken to you today is all coming from the reference and source that we have all before us. The Word of God, the fantastic book of knowledge and understanding, the Holy Bible. We will be judged according to this book, brethren, to God's work, or to God's book, the Word of God, judged according to our works. These are his words right there. We are responsible for our understanding and must be diligent, diligent servants of God. Let us take the responsibility for what we know, brethren. Each one of us take that responsibility for what we know and what we have been taught, and we are continuing to always be taught. What God has so graciously provided for us, the teaching, the calling, the truth, the understanding that we have all received, all provided by the Father, Jesus Christ, 
with the Holy Spirit working within us, based on the Holy Word of God. Brethren, let us be responsible and apply ourselves with the opportunity that has been laid before us. We have been blessed, and brethren, let us not disappoint our ever-loving God. Let us take responsibility of fulfilling God's calling, fulfilling God's purpose in us. Let us be responsible.